0: This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f- yourself. Heyo! Oh, man. Boom! Another tell you,
1: successful... Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. I tell you. I mean, AG just he's just he's refined it so much that each pop sounds almost exactly the same way as the previous pop. Well,
2: you yep. got to get the conditions right and you just your technique down and you know, there's a certain amount of uh, chance to it, but this particular batch that we've had the past few episodes has just been
0: uh, going back 20 I mean, episodes. Yeah, it man, seems. Many, yeah,
2: many many episodes, really and uh, it's just something that takes practice and you know you two could maybe do this but no you know,
0: I could never but I could I, never. I yeah. just keep in mind
2: I've been doing this for like five six years eight years now so it's been a like long
0: time you you know. like you even compensate for the humidity index it's, it's yeah just, you you,
2: you got to pull a little quicker when it's hot and when you know see it's, it's humidity about about 76 yeah. percent or so amazing so.
0: that's all I could say and I'd say
1: mm-hmm. you're you're definitely reaching goat status very oh, much oh like on well that. I mean
2: certainly somebody could come along and try to better yeah. to best my efforts but you know i i gotta see it i gotta you know bring it on
0: absolutely you can try well that pop as you all know is a start of another episode of the innocuous bastards pod pop popcast. i said it i did it again i did it one other episode uh innocuous bastards podcast the show you did not ask for yet here we are ag apart from being the quintessential pbr pbr popper how have you been Peeber, Peeber Popper Peeber Popper Yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
2: Pretty good And you know Just uh, I want to say Life has changed Since the last episode A in, lot. In, in many ways And None of None of which I can go into But Just know that uh, Everything's upside down For AG But he's making it happen So Alright Alright
0: Well I'm glad I'm glad you're here mm. Mac how have you been
1: yeah, you know we're uh, you know we're a little later into the year now than we were before, so that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's literally October first. It's literally damn.
2: a it's a later date than when yeah. we recorded the yeah. other episodes.
1: Yes, Amazing. yes, and I believe is that I think it might be my ex wife's birthday. I think it's Shelley's birthday. It's October first. So uh, happy birthday to her. Mm. Certainly, uh, my wife's birthday is on October twenty first. Uh, Peyton's birthday, my uh, daughter's birthday is on the 16th. So it's going to be a busy month.
2: That's, you know, great for all the identity thieves out there. If you need to know, <laughs> uh, family connections
1: and birthdays. I didn't say how old just, they were.
0: Does that, well, it narrows it down. Or where do they live. Yeah. And their social security numbers are, ends in la <laughs> la 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 la. Well, welcome back, gentlemen. I think it's, uh, it's great. It's great to, to, to be in this time of year. And I know that we talked about previously about, um, October uh, being uh, potentially, in Max view, being part of the holiday season, which is not quite there. No, I said
1: Halloween is part of it, <laughs> which is the 31st, which I think I'm standing by that. And I suspect if we did an informal poll of all of our listeners uh, that we would get at least one vote for me.
0: Okay. Okay, if you're that confident, I guess we can make it happen.
1: I, I'm very. Confident.
0: We'll put a li- Well, the live poll is up. Please <laughs> v- vote right now on at uh, uh, our WordPress site because that's that's been updated, you know, very very Often. well by by Mac continuously. Yes, yeah, it's super. I had up to one date. job. I had one job. He he literally had one job uh, and <laughs> go go see for yourselves, folks, how well he did. Yes, but uh, but again, welcome back. I think there's uh, there's quite a few things that we wanted to talk uh, to tackle today. Um, but I want to. Uh, you, you were talking Mac off uh, off air about a particular um, story that you heard about Danny DeVito. I think from a podcast you were saying from another.
1: Yeah, I just I happened to have had. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was a couple months back, but I was listening to uh, a podcast, I've listened to it since, and I and, and I enjoy the episode where uh, Danny comes on, Danny DeVito comes on, and he's talking with the, uh, most of the gang from It's Always Sunny. Ah. Uh, and so obviously, you know, some of it's about, you know, uh, th- you know the show itself. Some of it's about uh, kind of why he joined the show. Some of it's about a little bit. it gets into some of the history of kind of how he has come up uh, in Hollywood and the – you know, you think about a guy like that who's already got a life, you know, not necessarily everything going for him uh, because he's a midget uh, or a dwarf or some, something like some that. Some sort of condition. Yeah, he's making Keebler crackers or something, but he's also one of the most influential, I think, actors in uh, several summer generations. He's been across a, a number of different movies and things that he's done. He's just an all, all around pretty good dude. So, anyway, I was enjoying listening to him talking about, but he was talking about. Um, kind of how he ended up getting some of his run early on. It's really difficult, right? So he, he, he was initially telling a story about um, how uh, early on his, he wasn't even acting yet; he wasn't even doing anything. His sister kind of you know forced him in because he wasn't doing anything into the uh, to being a, a hairdresser, hmm. which was his early career, which is really fascinating. Uh, and he was talking about. Uh, how he <laughs> was given uh, at the you know after he learned all the stuff from his sister uh, and he went to some I can't remember the name of the school he actually did go to a a school was actually professionally trained uh, was taken care of all the older ladies in the in this place that is that his sister ran his sister was very successful and some of them would die <laughs> die occasionally but they would request him to do their hair over the mortician. Which I thought was a pretty fucking funny story, and so he like he's telling stories about how you'd be like do all the hair with the dead bodies, which kind of ties into the it's always sunny because there's an episode where anyway, uh, which is kind of tied into that. But he was also talking about kind of his his first breaks within uh, acting when he finally got into it. Uh, eventually, he told a number of stories that kind of got into that. But one of them was uh, there was a play that. I can't remember the the name of the actor. I think it was like William Levine or Levine or something like that. I'm not familiar with the guy too much, but apparently he was kind of like one step ahead of him, kind of like more well-known. Was Normal- he
2: on, was the actor you're talking about on Falcon Crest? Maybe.
1: I mean, he was somebody who he knew. I mean, they weren't great friends, but I guess even in those days he was friends with like Michael Douglas and like all these people that were in the acting biz. Uh, but he um, ended up uh, trying out or what, what happened was there was a, uh, uh, the, the guy ended up, Levine going to some other play that was more popular. That was, that was better. So he uh, ended up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. William Devane. Yes, that's exactly the guy. Thank you for that. And we'll, we'll, we'll post his weird, photo on our, our page maybe he's kind of I know who he is now in our WordPress but, uh, yeah. our WordPress blog um, so he he had tried uh, not necessarily tried out but sort of sat in on some of the readings for this play anyway William Devane went to some other play and they asked Danny DeVito to, to take over and so as part of this I can't remember the entire story because I was, I was a little drunk and I was listening to it at the same time <laughs> as you should if you listening to the gang and to Danny DeVito because they were drinking too He actually ended up meeting Rhea Perlman as part of this process, like on some on on some of these reads and some of these uh, uh, as part as part of this play, and then later on, not not long after that, uh, the the play had been out for a little bit after they had chosen Danny DeVito to be the lead, and it ended up being that. A couple of the, some of the reviews are just so terrible. Are like, okay, we're going to shut this thing down. They're going to shut it down, uh, much to uh, to Danny's chagrin. And uh ended up being uh, a little later on that one of the the, the, the director because he he showed up and, like Danny showed up to the to the play like ready to work, we're gonna do this thing. And I was like, yeah, they shut it down. <laughs> the reviews were terrible. We're done with it. Ended up sending him to a. Uh, a, a rehearsal or not a rehearsal, a, uh, a, what do they call it audition audition. Thank you for a role in, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm. And if it, that show, if that play hadn't ended at that day, if that had, those things hadn't happened, he would have kept on doing the show. He would have missed out.
0: On the audition. On the
1: audition, and then that was kind of the catalyst to the rest of his career. Oh, interesting. Was that playing, I think his name is uh, Martini or something like that.
0: So he could have just like faded into oblivion. Faded
1: into oblivion, exactly. With a failed play, he kind of gone. What, maybe gone back to
0: you know hairdressing? Hairdressing, right? So we would never know that he had Fairbanks disease, <laughs> which is also known as multiple <laughs> epiphyseal dysplasia, the dwarf.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was a really interesting story because it shows how close things can happen. You know, you you, you see things in sports like by inches or you see things in politics by number of votes. Like just the, the, the sheer number of things that can happen in a situation if they just go one way or the, the other. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, to, to miss out on Danny DeVito, you know, we don't have... The movies that he was in after that and the TV show the shows that he did and yep. the impact that he's had on people in a really positive way. Yeah. Would never have happened if that show if that play had been successful.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting how things like that can lead to, you know, bigger and greater things for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean and, and it gets people to, you know, maybe think about in your own lives the little things that have happened that maybe you thought were Good or maybe they were bad, but they've shaped the way that you've become hopefully happy and healthy and things are working out well for you. But uh, it doesn't always work it that way. And, and you know, I, you know, I, I, I think of, you know, a very clear instance with uh, my wife, my current wife, Claire, my wife, my wife. She's very nice. She's very great uh, to where there's little things just sort of happen along the way for us to eventually meet. And sort of, you know, taken us off to where we are now. And uh you know, obviously I'm not as big. Well, I'm bigger than Danny DeVito, but not as big as he is at his cultural impact, but you know, if some of those things hadn't
0: happened and and you know, I I think it's a good thought experiment. No, it's good, for sure. And you know, and there's 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 quite a few there are quite a few examples of that and definitely in the, in the entertainment celebrity, you know, kind of circles. I mean, Kelly Clarkson was, I think, living in her car at the time, or maybe that was uh, Jewel. I think I'm thinking about Sounds Jewel. Like Jewel. Either one of them. But, you know, but somehow, you know, they made a decision or somebody made a decision for them, joined them in something or introduced them to somebody, and then their their life changed.
1: But um, Yeah, and those are all out of your control for the most part. Like, you can't necessarily control all those things. Yeah. Like, uh, when I first met Claire, she had pulled into the hotel fiftieth it 's an old uh, not, it's hotel Rose now or some shit and she remembered me from that meeting and we met later at a another Yelp it was Yelp event at 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 the time and it recognized me from Yelp but also from that in that in that in, in uh, initial meeting, which made it kind of easier to have some things to talk about and maybe we didn't have that. I just would have moved on to somebody else to talk to. You just never know. But Yeah. Or, Plus, you owed her money. <laughs> and it was kind of awkward. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I had
0: something similar, not necessarily Danny DeVito level of success, but I had something similar happen to me earlier in life. Um, you know, before emigrating here to the U.S., I had a budding, or I just started working in the radio industry uh, on air as an on-air radio DJ um, and thought for sure that when I moved her to the U.S., that that's the – uh, industry I wanted to get into, but didn 't quite make that happen immediately or at all actually <laughs> not, as it turns out but uh, I spent a couple of years kind of working just to get a you know just to make money um, working in the hotel industry um you know as a as I started out as a bus boy uh, in the hotel restaurant then kind of made my way up quote unquote to uh to being a room service server, and at the time there was a an opening in a now defunct no I think it still exists, but there's a radio station here in Portland. They had an opening for a position. I I, I don't even remember what position it was. Honestly, I just wanted to get into the radio radio industry and, you know, kind of work my way up, so to speak. Um, And it was not even an on-air position. It was just kind of like in the background, which was fine. Again, I just wanted to get my foot in the door. Um, And it just so happened at that time, and I, you know, got in you know got got through the first interview got you know had the second interview and was going to interview with the, like the big cheese when a sister radio company a sister radio station of the company that I was of the radio station I was applying for folded and the a person from that folded radio station that had the same job that I was applying for at the other radio station just basically got uh, you know picked up and dropped in that that role so the role was no longer available at the time so obviously at the time I was kind of dejected and I'm like, okay whatever didn't happen I'm going to try again but you know but it kind of just fell by the wayside the hotel industry I mean the radio industry journey kind of just fa- fell by the wayside I started you know basically progressing and succeeding and and you know going up the going up the ranks, so to speak in the hotel industry and you know and then ultimately led to where I'm at right now with the uh the swoosh. Uh, when uh, when a change in uh, when a change that's career good. when a change yeah. in career um happened. so you know again it's like who know I don't know what my life would have been if I had had a you know successfully joined that radio station and you know who knows I mean obviously radio still exists it's but it's just one of several ways people consume media these days so I don't know it's it's gonna sometimes I I do do a thought experiment on that like I go what would what, what where would I be in the radio would I still be in the radio industry right now and and would I ultimately could I for some reason ultimately still end up where I'm at right now I doubt it but it's just interesting
1: I'm cur- I, I, I I don't know it's kind of difficult to say what the industry pays um, what were
0: they offering for that position if you're able to share that i don't remember I truly don't remember because I, I feel mean, like it was a, livable, it was it was a livable wage it was a livable it was livable wage, and I think one of the other things that that attracted me to it was that it was it was not a it was not a um, uh, what do you call that? It was not a minimum wage because obviously I was a room service oh, waiter, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was, I was, you know, making money on tips more, more than, more than the hourly wage. So it was like a regular job. If I was kind of like to, to use that's that phrase good. to it, that's pretty good. And I knew that it was just again, it was just it could have. I mean, it was a peon position. I, I'm not gonna lie. I just wanted to just get in, yeah, get into the door. So
2: you had something similar like that, Ag? Well, it also mine. This is one story, but it also in, involves radio. When I was um, in school in Seattle I, I saw I was looking for you know some more money to you know, like during the summer and just during you know school and I saw there was a work study uh, position available at KCMU which is this you know sort of student or like more like community run s- station that was you know based in Seattle it was on campus so I, I applied and I got it and you know, started really sort of ingraining myself in, you know, this radio station and all the people, you know, enjoying, you know, all these young people and getting to hear all this new music and, you know, having pledge drives and, you know, membership, like we had had uh, rented a boat, it was called Ship of Fools and all the people (laughs) that contributed certain levels, we all got to go on this ship together and that was pretty fun, but there was something controversial happened at the station in some programming choices that they were going to do, which was going to sort of remove, it was going to go to like a syndicated show. They were going to be broadcasting every day. So it was going to be displacing a number of DJs. Um, you know, and I I wasn't one of them at the time and, and actually I, I became one later, but the hours that I was working were not, you know, not during the day anyway. Uh, this got criticized on the air by the news department of this of the radio station and the station manager basically came in and fired them all ooh and so this turned into like a first amendment case there were calls for boycotting uh KCMU pledge drives all of the on-air talent and you know a lot of the back uh broom people all said we're leaving <laughs> And I was one of them. And at the time, I had a show that I wanted to do, and I'd been sort of angling for for a long time. Um, you know, uh, it was a show based more on dance music at the time. And, you know, varied, you know, very different stuff. Like me was very all over the place as far as what they played, and this was this show was like that, but sort of focused on dance music. So I had to quit that show to go along with this strike, and. It went to court and some people got reinstated, but they didn't go back. And a lot of people just were gone. So since then, KCMU has become KEXP, which is a influential radio station out of Seattle. They've just got this. And I mean, they are now based in Seattle Center. They have their own building studios. Back when I was there, it was this was in the, in the communications building. It was you know, one sort of a couple of small rooms and you know some room for the records and stuff, but there wasn't much to it. <laughs> now it's like they're, they're a big deal. Like they have you know important artists come and, and record in the studios, things like that. And a number of people that I knew that I was sort of like on the same level as at the time when everybody quit are now you know, full-time DJs. And they, like I know at least one of them kind of sort of was a little bit of a strike breaker. Which I don't hold a against scab. Scab. as as, scab. as as somewhat. She's now has had a radio show and oh, is well scab known it. up there. Scabette. So I, I do sometimes wonder if I had not honored the you know, call to strike and say kept that show, where things could be. Because sure. like my my co host on that show, I think she's kind of sort of like a big deal in and some record label somewhere. And so there was like a lot of connections that it could have been had there. But because of sort of giving up this show and, you know, embracing the solidarity, that all kind of went away for me. And so maybe my radio dreams kind of died at that point, too. And I didn't, I had a later radio job, but again, not on air. And that was the last one I had. And it's just like maybe a little bit of a dying industry. But nevertheless, it could have led to other things. So I sort of wonder if I had not honored that, where things would be. And also, what, what would my inner feelings be? Because like right now, I don't feel any guilt over it. And I would, I think, if I had kind of gone against all these people that I, that I knew at the time. Uh, I think that would have lingered. And I, I, I don't have that. My, my conscience is clear for that. But things could have happened you know, positively for me had I chosen the other side. So anyway, that's where I'm with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that uh, that's kind of a tough one. <clears throat> you know, that's obviously a, a, a clear turning point for some people and kind of what they end up doing. Um, I don't really have a lot of that in my life. A lot of stuff is like way out of my control to deal with until I was older. Um, you know, i I think that, you know, if I look at it professionally, I think I've done pretty well. To recover from where i was uh and you know where I am in my life is is pretty good as well, but I think that you know there there's 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 all sorts of things that you think about, and like what if you would have like when I was a kid i i thought maybe I wanted to be in the like in the military only because I liked you know the idea of being a <laughs> In charge for some reason. And I, I thought that was all what it was like to be in the, in the military. If I had gotten in there, I think I probably would have been dis, dishonorably discharged probably because I don't like being told what to do. You would have gone AWOL. In, right. So if I actually yeah. had done something like that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to do this. No, no, no. I would have been kicked out. Well,
0: I think for you, I mean, like you decided, didn't you decide to go back to school and, and get an yeah. HR degree?
1: Yeah. Well, it was initially going to be marketing. It's what I wanted to do. But then, you know, after Alora died, it like marketing just seemed like really shallow to me. I was like, well, you know, I've come this far. It doesn't, it's not that big of a reach to go into human resources. And maybe I can actually help people there and do and do something more positive than, you know, marketing, which I kind of had, I thought, a pretty good beat on at, at that time. Like I could be good at it. But I'm glad I went into the – I changed and went into the HR thing. That's definitely a better choice for me because I don't – I don't know. The, I, I, it, the marketing thing now seems like it would be a terrible thing if I was doing that.
0: Well, I mean, you can't even keep up with uh, updating our yes. WordPress mm-hmm. blog. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Clearly, clearly I, I, <laughs> I made the right choice. I need to hire somebody for that. Well, we, it looks like each of us seem to have gotten our uh, – we were talking about before and we weren't sure whether people were going to get the reference to a movie that Gretchen Paltrow did one time called sliding doors. So, um, um, retroactively, we're calling what you just listened to as sliding bastards, because we've all kind of been there. And at some point in our lives where, one particular incident happens that changes the trajectory, thankfully in this case, I think, you know, it, it went uh, in a really positive direction. Here we are, for some of us former radio folks doing a podcast. We right? are amazingly successful for, with for, our listener. For one of us right here, Mac, who just loves to hear himself talk, he's on a podcast. So, <laughs> we'll be right back. Like us on
2: Facebook
1: at facebook.com slash innocuous bastards find us on twitter as at bastards or follow our blog at innocuous
2: email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com
0: welcome back from the break hope you made it an assiduous one so um that was some pretty heavy stuff that we uh Got into a little bit there, gentlemen. I mean, heavy in a sense that you know it's not our usual kind of, you know, slapstick kind of irreverent banter. Hijinks, <laughs> not not the usual yeah. hijinks. I couldn't really put any drops in there. Not that I could because I haven't figured, I haven't programmed those, <laughs> gotta those, get on those that sounds. Step.
2: We need the drops
0: up yet, but uh, but it, I think hopefully our, our our listener Edgar got something out of that. You know, um, he did quite a while back uh, as a guest of our show revealed you know a few few personal things uh, of his own journey in fact that we might have to hearken to, to that uh, that old episode or if he's up for it if he returns our phone calls or, or our text messages maybe get him back on the show um, as, a, as a guest so that we can kind of um, keep up and find out what's going on with that
1: or would that result in another coincidence and another life change that maybe he's not expecting
2: or maybe he responds to us finally and then his life gets just immeasurably better.
0: Exactly, it's hmm. a sliding bastard type of type of thing, Edgar. So we we, we invite you to take your chance on a, on a bastard's recurrence. All right. And with that, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.